All right, gentlemen, ladies, let's get back down to brass tacks. We've got another episode of television entertainment to review here. And that means no laughter, no jocularity, no frivolous comments. Al, I'm looking in your direction. Um, And for this, we brought in our czar of being serious, Thomas, uh, who is here to make sure that no tomfoolery takes place. G'day everyone, I'll be uh, keeping the um, area clear of all hilarity and distraction. Let's keep it clean. Welcome back, Thomas. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been like two months, I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, what, has it been like six weeks or eight weeks? I lost count. It's um, been a while. We missed you, man. I uh, missed you guys. I listened to the episodes, had a laugh by myself. Um, tried to talk oh. back, said like, no, that's a terrible point, Alan, and then just nothing. No <laughs> <laughs> they calls you Ouch. Alan. That's adorable. Those criticisms bounce off me anyway, really, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to explain why Thomas wasn't here, apparently he was a dog sniffing himself. And I'm not even lying. <laughs> I think that's all the explanation we need to give. <laughs> yeah, it's, it speaks for itself. He was in a play. Let's also let's also add that little caveat. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so it's been a long time since we've had the full force of the community rewatching 101 team in effect, and that is true again tonight. As we go into season one, episode twenty, the science of illusion. So glad to have everybody here, including Heather and Alan. I guess I get to call you Alan now. Very formal. And <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> So, and my name is, of course, Justin, or Hey uh-huh. You, or Shut Up. One of those always works. So, we've got, I'm kind of excited. A little bit, guys, this is a little weird. We did not plan this, we did not strategize in advance, but we are now recording this show about a week before April Fool's Day. That's true. Oh, and this wow. episode talks about April Fool's. So, Let's let's dive into that. Just the topic. Do you like April Fool's Day or not? Is it a thing that you like brings joy and uh, delight to your heart? Are you mildly amused by it? Or are you one of the Grinches, the April Fool Grinches, I call them, that every year rolls around and you humph and grumble through the entire day because how dare people have fun? What do you guys think about April Fool's Day? Where's my other April Fool's Day Grinches? Make some noise. Present. Yeah. Baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't you're on, you're not April Fools fans. Huh? No. I, I will never tell I will never try to rain on someone else's parade. I people who enjoy it go at it. I won't say an unkind word, but uh nope, we can go right on to March thirty second as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> wow. I can't recall. I'm gonna have like, to pull the really- laughing at an april fool's joke like uh, they're just yeah. at, at best it's just like yeah great yeah well done i think mm. that was clever <laughs> and and if you're the butt of the joke it's more like yeah just get out of my face so mm-hmm. nah, very annoying and yeah. so annoying on the internet too it's just the worst days yes. of being on the internet and it gets worse every year i, I do so appreciate much. the websites that go for clever as opposed yes. to just See, sort that, of stupid or mean. Clever is what mm-hmm. I like. I love the, it gives people license to be 
clever and to come up with some really fun stuff. And that's what I'm always on the lookout. That's why I delight in April Fool's Day. I will never forget the year that you turned the Mutant Reviewers homepage. Like when you clicked on it, it rickrolled you. Did I do that? Do you? Yeah, I remember that. That was so funny. You you used to do that back on the old site. Like on every April Fool's Day, you would change something. And you even had like a list of all the, the ones you did. So you could go back I, and look yes, at Yes, and I can find that. Um, let me look that up. I know we did <laughs> one where we uh, we pretended that Canada took over. The Canadian yes, takeover. Yes, that's right. So like Canadian Sean let it. from hell. <laughs> yes, and that was, we had all the different, we really went all out with all the graphics and everything. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> we were, uh, this is our, our cult movie review site. Uh, um, Thomas was a fetus at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the rest of us we, we had we had yeah there's i think i had a section i'm looking this up really quick all right it. so maybe maybe april fools but in terms of like pulling jokes on people and stuff like that you're just not right wake up first thing in the morning and you, you mm. scream out of bed because you want to pull a prank on your wife or your husband or no. your, your loved ones nothing like that no. absolutely not no way but little little things like changing the website front page that's fine that's cute you're like oh haha it is april fools and then you move on that's google fine. sometimes has some really cool stuff yeah I'd like all right well you know at least we know where we stand justin is the cheese the cheese stands alone and liking april fools and i'm surrounded by dour faces so mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm interested if this carries over to the episode today and because Thomas hasn't been here, we demanded a lot of groveling, a lot of apologies, a lot of uh, gifts, uh, coffee runs. He's doing none of that, but he said uh, he'll do at least the summary for today's episode. Oh, yeah. So um, hop to okay. it, son. Do, 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 do. Got that here somewhere. Let's see what I've written. Hope it's good. <clears throat> this week on Community Season 1, Episode 20, The Science of Illusion, directed by Adam Davidson and written by Dan Harmon and Zach Pays. It's April Fool's Day! Just kidding, it's the day before April Fool's. Pierce announces his promotion to a new level of ascension in his Buddhist church, and Jeff and the group decide to indulge his fantasy for their own amusement and pretend he has been sent silly robes and a wand. Worried she might indeed be a buzzkill, Britta gets into the silly spirit by attempting to put a senior Chang hat on a frog, but it ends up but she ends up accidentally throwing a cadaver out a window. On the case as tempor- as temporary campus security, competing badasses Shirley and Annie investigate Britta's misdemeanors under the encouraging eye of Arbed, who thinks they're the most entertaining thing around since his cable went out. In the end, all the deceptions come to light and everyone admits they were pretending to be something they're not and they make up and hug and cry. It's beautiful. Well done. Wonderful. Hooray, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you kind of know because... I, I, season one seems like they really focus a lot on the holidays and so you, you you're very aware of the passage of time uh of, of the school year so yeah now we're, we're getting to the home stretch really of the college year and while that's not really the focus here it's just kind of something that pops into my mind so yeah april fool's day is coming is not there quite yet but it's coming to greendale i love uh that they really lean into this 
this this trend of uh, the dean and by extent greendale trying really hard to rein in any shenanigans by creating a whole bunch of rules and then saying well have fun within these very tightly defined limits it's uh yeah it's It's got some fun shades of pcu yes which i which i like i like i like that they have brochures that's what every holiday needs is a instructional brochure so they're fairly high quality brochures from what i can see like they really took the time to design this and spend some time and energy and money on it college pranks what to know (laughs) and it looks like snake shooting out of a can at a russian orthodox jew or it's it's really hard to (laughs) like i I was looking at this picture for a long time i'm like i don't know you know knowing greendale they're trying to get a a very wide demographic so i but i don't know really what they're going what the joke was there yeah that's Mm. definitely a hasidic joke absolutely yeah i love that leonard comes in and grabs the mic right yeah strike two leonard (laughs) so many things happened in the first 10 seconds i watched the first 10 seconds of this episode about 10 times because you've of course got the dean saying funny stuff and then leonard coming in and then did you guys notice i only realized this on like my sixth watch of this first 10 seconds behind leonard is his like mate uh, like waiting outside the door who like comes and waits at the door to watch leonard do his his thing and then gives him like a like a hand signal like that was great (laughs) nailed it and then they (laughs) run off together oh man uh and also the fact that yeah, yeah, no, go for it. The fact that, like, Leonard's not a, a rogue agent, like, there's a bunch of very old men who are acting like kids. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's the group I want to follow around. He's just that's like the it. leader, <laughs> he's the most yeah. rebellious. And then we do get the... an episode where they're kind of at a focal point. I was going to ask you about that, Justin. Do you can you tell if he's one of the people who was in the episode? No, but when we get to that episode, let's jump back to this one and see. Wait gonna have to i don't think he is foreshadowing but right okay so thomas i'm sorry what were you no no, that's all right and then just also to the left of frame there's a calendar by the dean it's got um pictures of dalmatians Dalmatians, uh, very cute dalmatians and there's also a magnet holding that calendar up is this muscular arm and that's very dean as well um, and it's just, I like that first 10 seconds. They crammed it full of stuff. Just like reminding the- you to keep any April Fool's prank physically safe, politically balanced, and racially acceptable, accessible. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like the Envirodale poster they have with the asparagus with googly eyes. Yeah. Ah. I thought that was a fun callback and actually kind of a cool poster. I, I like that. A little piece of asparagus saying it's easy being green. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like they it. really are going like all out to set up so much stuff in this first minute or two. Mm. Um, you know, because they, they got, you know, the, the Dean, Leonard, uh, they've got Annie and Shirley signing up for security. You've got Pierce in the laser lotus thing he's doing and they get the cookie outfit and Britta being a buzzkill. I mean, that's like a whole lot of setup that they're just cramming in there. Some yeah, community all... episodes are just like this, aren't they? Sometimes I like sit yeah. down and I'm like, oh, I'm going to relax and watch an episode of Community. And then like the start, it's like, whoa, okay, whoa, <laughs> what's going on? Lots. 
it, it almost kind of feels to me like you can tell the episodes that someone's really excited to jump into. Like you can tell, I feel like in this one, they really had some good ideas. They really wanted to do the, the Annie and Shirley stuff and the Pierce and the cookie wizard outfit stuff. And I, it kind of pops for me. And I feel like maybe those are the episodes that seem like they take off like a rocket. Cause they can't wait to get to the really funny parts that they have in their head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny from the get go too. Like there's some really good jokes right from the beginning and you know like some callbacks to like you know just that pierce is part of this weird neo-buddhist cult and it's not really buddhist i don't know what it's supposed to be but apparently you drink a lot of salt water and honey uh anybody try that without dying i'd like to to know how that tastes Nope. Well, and it's especially best if it goes down the wrong pipe, apparently. So <laughs> that's encouraging. <laughs> and I uh, love the Abed. They they cut to Abed right before he takes a drink of the salt water and honey, and I, he just gets like giant cartoon eyes, like Mary, like Looney Tunes <laughs> eyes. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I kind of wonder, you know, every time we're looking at, especially at season one episodes, we're looking for underlying themes. Like, what's the, is there a meta here that Dan Harmon's really going for? Some sort of theme, you know, how, how do we tie this together? And I've really never thought about it this before, but I'm just going to float this um, from an observation I made this time around. Is at the beginning, there's two comments uh, almost very quickly close to each other. One is, you know, when Jeff comes in. And he's listening to the announcement, and he's like, hey, that reminds me of my favorite college comedy. And Oh, which one? Exactly. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. And then, really, and then when Annie and Shirley say, oh, we'll sign up for security, Abba says, well, I'd watch that buddy comedy. And I'm wondering if, like, the theme of this episode is trying to make an episode that's more like your crazy, wacky college antics movie. Uh, you know, hmm. like on one hand, you've got the the wacky antics of uh, April Fools, and on the other hand, you have this buddy cop comedy, and it's all squishing together. And it's kind of make like it, it feels like it's more of a heightened season of I don't know jokes and like it's it's less grounded. They're having a little bit more fun with it. I don't know. That's just that's where my head was going. So, how do you think yeah. that ties into the title, the Science of Illusion title? I don't know what they were doing with that. Is it mm. is it like Chang and the Frog that's supposed to be the illusion? Or April Fool's Day is just an illusion? Some I don't think these titles are all that great sometimes in the first season. Yeah. I don't know. What do you have thoughts on that? Do you no, <laughs> no, okay. I don't. I, 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 it's a weird title. I mean, I guess illusion is sort of a. You know, there's a tricky aspect to illusion. You think it's one thing, but it's something else, and it's you know, it's pranks, and it's a, it is actually end of the episode. It's a bunch of everybody kind of has their they're doing this thing to try and be more like this, and so they are projecting out the way that they want to be instead mm-hmm. of who they are. All right, I like I like how you ended on a question mark, which shows your confidence. <laughs> in what you just said. <laughs> Uh, so well, I was yeah. wondering if more yeah. in Shirley and Annie's case, if it isn't in a, the illusion that they aren't badasses, like really they are badasses, but they mm. don't appear to be. Uh, is yeah. how I was they taking have equal it. claims to being lame <clears throat> and tough, right? It's yeah. 
I mean, tell me if this was the first time you watched this episode and in this opening scene, Annie and Shirley said, yes, we're signing up for security together. How excited would you be? Like, I remember the first season time I watched this. I was like, yes, yes. I'm so, I cannot wait to see. And it does not disappoint. Mm-hmm. That's it's one of my favorite storylines of season one. Well, you know, far. what came to my mind is Shirley already told us in like episode one that she slammed someone's head into a jukebox or something <laughs> like right. she's she doesn't play. So it really shouldn't even be a question. But I guess everyone forgets. But Annie, Annie was a crazy pill popper who uh-huh. ran through a sheet glass window. Yep, she so sure did. She's got her uh, high tolerance for pain, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so. this uh, goody two shoes play by the rule thing—that's the illusion. Yeah, I like I like how instantly Abed's goading everybody on because he wants his cables out <laughs> and he wants to be entertained. So he wants other people to kind of play role play, whatever. Buddy comedy he wants to watch. It would be funny even without that, but that just adds another layer. Every it scene does. that Abed's just following this around like some you know single camera, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, and I like how it kind of explains why it gets so silly and ridiculous because he's really he's pushing all the right buttons. He's fueling everyone, whispering in their ears, "Go further." It's great. Agitate my sciatica. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. You just pull out of nowhere, right? And he's so good in that moment. Like he just—he like, is. You do this, and he just steps up, and the dean starts snacking on the snacks, which is, yes, I love. Yes. And he, Abed just slams his hand down, and your badge, your windbreakers, your whistle. No, <laughs> I know we're jumping right to the end, but oh, the, the whole run of it because he knows, you know, the tropes of these buddy cop movies. He knows that they've got to like have that friction and they've got to you know have the power taken away from them and fail before they succeed and he's mm-hmm. excited to help them along and yeah um yeah well let's focus on the annie shirley thing let's talk about their storyline because that's it's a it's so so good so they be, both become uh security helpers in times of what do they call heightened shenanigans uh that the campus security is able to hire them and uh but the the tension instantly comes like which one of them is going to be the good cop which one's going to be the bad cop and they both want very much so to be seen as the bad cop the the mel gibson not the danny glover right so um so they both start posturing and you get a lot of passive aggressive sniping between them uh there you know of course they're not really asked to do much of anything. They're just like, they're, they they got to drive around on a golf cart and blow a whistle. You know, it's not, not that much, but uh, with, with the whole Brita storyline that comes into play, then they're given an actual case that the cops don't want, which, okay, this bugged me. One of the cops is the security guard from campus, right? Craig, whatever his name is. He is. Is he just a security guard in the other episodes? He's or a security he like- guard in the other episodes. In this episode, he's just a cop. And I double checked this. You did. Okay. See, because I was, huh. I was wondering. I was thinking maybe like you know they have they have cops on campus and in high schools and stuff like that now. And but he was I mean, actually maybe a security a, guard previously. Maybe he's a campus cop, but I thought they didn't really have that because in in subsequent episodes he's just seen as just the security guy 
but oh well, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. Maybe he got demoted after this for not caring about a corpse getting spilled out the window of a uh, of a university building. Yeah, maybe. So what do you guys? Okay, let's talk Annie and Shirley. What do you guys think about this this pairing? A lot of times in sitcoms, they throw two characters together in a wacky situation and have fun with it. Does this work? Are they a good pair? I think they are. Once they start working together, I think they are a good pair. Yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's the posturing. It's the, you know, and it's funny because if Abed hadn't said something about which cop are you, I think they would have been completely and totally fine together. <laughs> and, yeah, I agree. And perfectly serviceable security the pot. people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I love I love the part where, like, I mean, what they're doing is falling apart. Like they're they're just destructive they're driving over things uh when annie's one of my favorite images of season one is annie running through the cloud of her own Uh, pepper spray yes and screaming the whole time (laughs) and she comes back with all that mascara and shirley drives up and she's got greenery all over the front of her the the security cart so obviously she hasn't been doing much better it's just a case of self-inflicted friendly fire (laughs) (laughs) that happens to children (laughs) this is coming from the mom she knows that whole scene is so good when they they catch well it starts really with Britta's terrible phone call tipping them off to to Jeff and Jeff Winger (laughs) Britta's fake voice slays me every time it's like she wants to have a filter and she can't afford one so she just Jeff Winger, you want Jeff Winger. (laughs) (laughs) And then they find Jeff and he does a runner and then it's all on and it's so hilarious. I do love how he falls right into the trope as well. That there's, you know, it's completely absurd for Jeff to just try and sprint across campus to evade capture. But he does it. (laughs) And... Why? Because that's the dramatically appropriate thing to do. Yeah, you just... You just it's not, the stakes are so low, right? That's that's yeah. another part of the fun of this. Who cares? It's like it's, they did $78 worth of damage. You did $78! <laughs> that's, I mean, for any, any of these cop movies where they're always quoting some ridiculously high amount of property damage, that's, oh, I love it. <clears throat> I also love how like the Dean, like, really is happy to deputize them but you know all these little physical moments of comedy there's a lot of physical comedy in this episode mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the dean's trying to put that whistle over shirley's hair and just <laughs> can't quite get it because of her poofy hair and i like i like the fact that the episode will just let that moment be and not really try to rush past it it's there's a lot of little good stuff like that yeah i love the the dean's probably i mean i love everyone in this episode they it's Great. I mean, everyone in this storyline we're talking about, at least. But the Dean, just... I just always just love the Dean. And the way he interacts with these guys. And, like, in the 
after the chase when he's telling them off he's so like primary school with them he's like it's a bit condescending but so nice as well so you've really gone too far here guys it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> and i love he's like ron burgundy and anchorman will say whatever's on the teleprompter he's got abed whispering in his ear like yeah. a warm tongue <laughs> he just repeats whatever the mayor called. just got off the phone with the mayor just got off the phone with the <laughs> okay, so we got to get Annie credit. One of the best Annie quotes right here. <laughs> she pulls up to the cops. Morning, boys. I'm Annie Edison, but people call me psycho because I had a nervous breakdown in high school. My partner's a Christian housewife. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Annie. I love Annie. When she does it, just, just the swagger. Her swagger is just mm-hmm. so great. Uh, you know, Shirley, it's just she's falling back on on hard Shirley that you were talking about, Heather. Like, we've seen it before. Yeah. But this side of Annie, we have it. And she's just, it's beautiful. She's like getting, sticking her face right up in the cop's face, looking up as high as she can because she's so short. Yes. (laughs) And can we give a little Arrested Development shout out that the second cop is also a cop on Arrested Development? Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Did you catch that? Yeah. Remember that the cop duo that they were trying to adopt the baby uh from the the blind oh, lawyer man. vaguely yeah so so he's also the same i guess he get got typecast <laughs> he's a cop on sitcoms yeah. did you realize like. that just from your own memory yes your own visual memory that's incredible he he looks a little like he gained a little bit of weight but it's the same guy yeah. nice <laughs> and in that scene there <laughs> another great dean moment as the they're looking at the the destruction of his sign. He's like, "What makes this worse is this was a brand new sign." So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's always got the school, the college in mind. Or uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's just so much. Fun. I could watch an entire season of Shirley and Annie, Campus Cops. I seriously would. Yes, because they, they're just trying to up one up each other. And like when they get um, Jeff's school bag little moment never noticed it before notice it this time that Shirley goes to open the bag but she clears off a table yeah. and there's a there's a <laughs> the lady poor woman there, selling books <laughs> wipes out the books <laughs> to slam this thing down and that girl the look on her face is like what and what is it that that's in his bag again what's Britta put in there tiny little um enough costumes to equip an entire amphibious mariachi dance <laughs> genius the way she says mariachi band oh I could have mariachi yes and when they come up to to jeff and basically frisk him shirley's just like rubbing his chest <laughs> yeah <laughs> they both are they have no idea how to pat somebody down but they know how to feel somebody up and that's uh that's a big difference <laughs> That is a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea how to pat somebody down, but they know how to feel somebody up. <laughs> and then when you go to, I think, the last hurrah of Shirley and Annie and before it kind of all falls apart is when they corner Jeff in the study room and start grilling him. And just out of nowhere, Annie slams his head on the table twice. And like i stood up and applauded it was it's perfection i unexpected head slams or head butts anything like that 
in TV shows and movies are like my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but delicious. that's another quote. Oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever does it for Thomas scares the rest of us. Yes. And then and then she slams his head down, and I never saw this before, but um, I, Shirley's got a giant briefcase full of torture implements, which are apparently from her kitchen. So she takes out a pizza cutter. Oh, yeah. And it, it's yeah. such a brief little moment, and I paused it, and my son was walking in the room. I'm like, what is that? He's like, that's a pizza cutter. Dad, why is she holding a pizza cutter to that guy? I'm like, I, I don't know. I guess he's <laughs> t- trying to scare him. Or cut him into six slices. I don't know, uh, but yeah, that's. But this, it is a perfectly surely way to be a badass, though. <laughs> that's true. Us- using her uh, her baking skills for evil. Yeah. So yeah, this is. I I wish that they had gone back to this. I think this would have been a great idea to explore in like a later season, like bringing Annie and Shirley back together to be security people. Mm-hmm. It's a fun one. Instead of the sandwich shop, she could have been head security. Don't remind me. <laughs> oh, well, it gives us Subway. It gives us Subway the person. Um, this is true. It's okay. All right. Let's talk about Britta because we, we need some Britta. Britta gets a big focus of this episode. They've talked about Britta being the worst. They've talked about her being a buzzkill. Here they kind of coin it. They really own Britta being a buzzkill. Yeah. As Troy says, you're more of a fun vampire. You don't suck blood. You just suck. And it's pretty uh, harsh. It is very harsh. It and is. Britta has to prove herself that she can be as funny as everybody else. And it goes so wrong. When and she comes up to Jeff with her idea for what she thinks is a prank, the <laughs> the goofy smile on her face is so <laughs> kind of uh, a bit cringy and r- silly and I just feel so bad for her how she's smiling so much she thinks this is hilarious she's got it her eyes are so wide <laughs> it's like she's well in one of the uh, 16 episodes that you missed there Thomas there we talked about <laughs> how Britta had that g- weird grin on during basic genealogy and it like she does this creepy weird oh, yeah. smile and it's <laughs> awesome yeah. And I love how Jeff, how into it Jeff is when she first approaches him about the idea of doing a prank. And then you just watch his eyes, not quite glaze over, but his smile go from like genuine interest and excitement into, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Okay. Yeah. Like he like, opened oh, his Christmas present and found out it was socks. And he's like, oh, I, I, I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so her, her idea is to replace senior Chang, i guess or put a, a frog on his desk with a little sombrero i actually thought that was kind of funny like especially when we find out later on that Chang is afraid of frogs yeah so that actually kind of would have worked as a prank in a weird way uh maybe not deliberately but uh yeah okay you know like it's not it's not super mean it's not it's just doofy and i, I kind of felt like jeff really shot her down a little too hard here Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, just just let her do her funny, weird little thing, and don't don't sneer at her, because really, what what he's inadvertently doing is just pushing her even farther to prove her herself, and that leads us to wacky moments in sitcom history where Britta goes into the most. Okay, can we talk about the science lab? 
This room bugs me so much. This is bugs you why? It is oh. crowded. It is crowded with like it is a an entire zoo that they crammed into a single room. And it is everything is very pushed together. And so you know, all these different animals and whatnot. And on top of that, they have an unrefrigerated corpse on a table. Yeah. Like at Greendale, I buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I want the story of that corpse. And I mean, not, not. I mean, you could just sit down and hear his journal being read. <laughs> yes. The dream journal. <laughs> I had that dream again last night where the trees were pencils. <laughs> And Troy's really thinking about it when he hears that. He's like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is deep. Do you think, okay, is that a Green Dalian thing or is that just a little, like, stretching the bounds of believability to have a, a cadaver in the middle of the room there next to the frogs? I'm way, way overthinking. Perkele nos dos. Yeah. I think it's yeah. completely ridiculous, but this is a very ridi- ridiculous episode. It, it is really she ridiculous. Knocks, she knocks it out of the window, out of the bag, and then steps on the frog and kills the frog. Oh. And that's frog. a nice sound effect on both of those. Uh. I like the screams out of the window. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching Britta's reaction. <laughs> that guy's dead. Yeah. It's a pretty unique scene for community, isn't it? No dialogue, all just physical comedy, one character. Mm. And she's doing a great job, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that little moment where she puts the hat on the frog and she's like, tell me that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, least <laughs> she's such a dork. Adorable dork. She's adorkable. I Ugh. Retire yes. that. Retire that no, word. No, pleather Heather. We're going to keep it. Keep it going. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, she's adorable. But because of her antics, April 1st is now March 32nd forever, and April Fool's Day is canceled. Uh, apparently. I guess you can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so they... they uh, she, she doesn't want to fess up. She tries to throw she tried way too hard to throw suspicion on jeff by throwing a ton of little outfits i guess she got these because she had dressed up her cats right she does this at home they talked about how her cat has a tie yeah it makes them look formal formal i kind of like the idea of her running out to get these after she realizes she needs to frame somebody to avoid accountability it's what she does with her like her study hall periods and again, not the worst idea because everybody else kind of buys it instantly that Jeff's behind this. You know, we really is sticking up for Jeff in that moment. Like, oh, I didn't do it. Or, you know, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Jeff, how dare you? And wouldn't be the worst thing he's done. No, no, not even in this episode. Uh, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? So the, the idea of Britta being a buzzkill, I think it kind of peters out. After this, um, we can kind of talk about the end. I think if there's a weak point, in my opinion, it's the end scene where they're trying to tie everything together and everybody's making confessions. And it feels like, one, it stops being funny right after Shirley has the pie cutter. 
And it's just everybody kind of crying, everybody forcing, like, look at me, my life is sad. No, look at me, my life is sad. No, have pity on me, my life is sad. And then everybody hugs, and Jeff is handcuffed to a chair going, what? And I just, I don't think they stuck the landing. Tell me I'm wrong on this. Tell me I'm right. You're right. It's a little forced, I think. It just feels like it's more than they needed to do like usually community is pretty good at like going uh, uh, being fairly restrained like they don't go too big with stuff but i know everyone's just crying so much and it's not it's not unfunny but it's it's not that funny yeah i you know i I agree i think failing to stick the landing is the right way I, i like that phrasing a lot because I do think it's funny. I, I I even think it goes that extra mile into ridiculous again because they pile on with Pierce, who is faking his sixth level promotion, and then with Troy. And I'm actually really happy they pointed out the idea of the, the cookie crisp wizard, which is also not a reference that I understood, although I pieced it together from context clues, because that was not who the mascot of the cereal was when I was a child either. And I don't know, I, I like I like that they push it from there. I like the inclusion of the fact that this is actually a really old reference. Yeah. And uh Yeah, but but it doesn't Yeah, well what you said was exactly right. Yeah, no, it stops the the peak of that scene is the pizza cutter to Jeff's throat. And, and I it, didn't quite they, like uh, there were a few things that everyone was saying when they're like all coming out and making up that I don't quite follow logically like jeff telling britta she's the heart of the group and stuff as as if that's a kind of meaningful ending to it i don't know if she is the heart of the group or you know it does fills in the gaps of of troy's the heart of the group come on (laughs) yeah at no point have i ever thought of britta as the heart of the group (laughs) yeah you can make a case for the conscience maybe yeah Um, he's i I can make a case for that it feels like he's just fishing for some sort of compliment to like plaster this over and and get past this and he's just he's just talking like how Jeff admits that he does so he just talks until things get better and he doesn't really believe what he's saying i don't yeah i do like okay i'll i'll give it this i'm going to play devil's advocate to my own criticism here great line by Britta and it becomes one of her staples of the series. You know, knock, knock. Who's there? Cancer. Oh, good. Come in. I thought it was Britta. And it's so dark. It is really dark. But it kind of becomes one of those uh, iconic Britta quotes. Like, oh, Britta's in this? You know, like like how little people think of Britta. And, you know, so you can kind of, like, in a, in a way, it's funny. But it's also very revealing to how she sees herself that she she knows people don't really like her and think she's that funny and she wants to get accepted so if they i think if they had just stuck with her as the the focal point of that scene they could have really done something with it mm. but they were trying to give everybody a moment and it just became a little too much a lot of crying a little too much crying for my taste and it's wild my taste is back. zero crying thinking usually. back to yeah. britta uh 20 episodes ago in the pilot this is like so different now to the Britta that we had then. Yes. That is very true. That Britta would not be putting 
hats on any amphibians whatsoever. <laughs> um, okay, well, we could. What, what about the. We didn't talk about Pierce. So his little sort of storyline was that he's kind of out of his mind because he's drinking nothing <laughs> but salt water for a while. So they take advantage of him by. Uh, Jeff, I like that line at the beginning. Jeff's like, Abed, how fast can you run down to the costume department? You know, 37 seconds or whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Come back with something ridiculous. And he comes back. And so this is this is Abed. Really, Abed chooses the outfit. Abed is really an instigator in this episode. It's the perfect. Guy. It's the perfect outfit. Yes. And so, you know, Pierce thinks it's this wonderful, magical robe. And really, it does look like the cookie crisp or just a generic wizard, whatever. And then later on, he gets a cookie wand and everybody kind of plays into it. I have a a question about a detail of this scene. Please. Why? And okay, where did the boxes come from that Abed puts the costume items in? Because what costume department do you know of that has like perfectly sized little boxes like that that they put everything in they all usually just like hang stuff up on hangers and have them hanging it comes from the same department that ships corpses to the middle <laughs> of science departments and leaves them there and like bags. i just like to imagine abed running elsewhere in the school to find the perfectly shaped box to make it look like a delivery <laughs> did anybody time him how long it takes oh really uh, well, that's a good point i know i didn't even think to do that maybe if it takes him 39 seconds you know he he was running for the yeah, box yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> thank you for indulging me I don't know. What do you guys think about the Pierce Cookie Crisp Wizard? I think it's pretty funny. I I, it, I think his his scene uh, trying to read Jeff's mind it goes a little one too many times to to the gay well, but um, but I think that the dressing up is funny even if it's beyond the pale ridiculous. And uh, there is a bit while he is trying to read Jeff's mind where you can see Joel McHale nearly break. Hmm. Which just he's, he's really pressing. Way. I looked at his hands. He's really pressing hard on his head. Yeah, that entire scene, like that's that would have been a little hard to keep a straight face for sure. I uh, my problem with this little storyline is I think it um it would have been funnier if they didn't keep call, directly calling it out. Like, hey, look at the ridiculous thing we're doing to him. Mm-hmm. You know, like just do it and like sit back and chuckle quietly. Instead, they kept saying. You know, they, like they have Starbu- Starburns going. I almost call them Starbucks. Starburns going, you know, hey, Cookie Crisp. And, you know, other people saying, oh, he looks like, a, you know, like they, they call it out too many times. And I don't know. At, like talking about a joke. Obviously, this is all we're doing on this episode and what we do on this show. So we're killing comedy, too. But I think it kind of kills comedy a little. Like, sometimes you don't need to explain the joke and call attention to the joke. Just let the joke be. Yeah, and not to lean Britta's way a little bit, but I, like if, if at a few moments I thought the Pierce stuff just leaned a, a little bit mean. Like, it was just really at his expense and... I don't know. He could be dying, right? He legitimately <laughs> could be dying. <laughs> so weird, though. It's yeah. I think this is the, like... This Pierce storyline in this episode might be the silliest story so far in community i think i don't know there's been a lot of silly stuff i shouldn't make a big pretty low bar that we're gonna clear (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. very easily very soon uh but yeah let's uh well let's go into report card and let's give our mm-hmm. final thoughts on oh wait we can't because do, 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 <laughs> we have a very special end scene to talk about troy and abed in the, in the morning, morning. <laughs> our first troy and abed in the morning yeah our very first one and we didn't know. I know nobody knows this was going to be a runner. No, maybe they didn't even know. They thought this was just a one-off. Who knows? But we get this scene of Troy and Abed acting like it was a, it's a morning talk show. They've got Jeff there. They're interviewing him. They've got people behind them holding up signs. Mm-hmm. I think was Leonard say it's my birthday or something. Like yeah. That? And uh, <laughs> you know, they're they're introducing clips, and apparently none of it's being recorded. Uh, it's just something they do. There are no cameras. Because... Who'd watch this? <laughs> <laughs> that is, the, that's my favorite part of this scene. Is who would watch this? <laughs> everybody would yes, watch this. Everybody. <laughs> they even have mugs. They have Troy yes. and Abed in the morning mugs. Which I also have my Troy and Abed in the morning mug with me right now. For the record, uh, do you? I, do you I sure seriously? Do. Wait a I flex. Surely do. Well, you can you can you can say that we can't really confirm it until we see screenshots. That's true. Oh, screenshots are... Actually, so shoot, yeah. Wait. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know. It's just like a, it feels like this is a momentous moment in history. Troy and Abed in the morning. Yeah, and they they pull it off just perfectly. Yeah, it's... even if it was a one-off bit here, it would still be incredible. It's it's such a great spoof on morning TV and just everyone standing in the background at the window. But just like blank faces just kills me. And Jeff is the only one who gets honestly irked at how dumb this is. And everybody else, no, no, this is cool. This but is fun. He agreed right. to it in the first place. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I like the implication that that means they also got all the people in the background to come out at six in the morning and stand yeah. behind there for no cameras. Oh, yeah. No cameras. Just And they maybe can't hear them that well because they're behind <laughs> glass. So what are they getting out of it? It's, I don't know. But of course, the the true meta meta is that we are indeed watching it. It is being recorded for us. So mm-hmm. head trip. Whoa. Uh, anyways, it's, it's just this little moment that makes you think 20 episodes ago, these two guys weren't best friends. Mm. They didn't, they weren't being goofy. They weren't really... They were, you know, now that they found each other, this like this is what's clicking. Then them doing weird stuff like kick puncher and Troy and Abed in the morning and whatnot, and you just want to see what these two guys do. So it's a uh, all right, all right. Report card time, Thomas. Because you haven't been with us for a while, you're going last. Wow, sir. you're going last. Oh, you can wait in oh, line. Blimey. While Gosh. more responsible human beings get to go first. Oh. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We missed you. You can go first. Oh, whoa. Whiplash. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Emotional roller coaster. I'm not yeah. that mean. I'm mean, but I'm not that mean. Go okay, ahead. this is exciting now. Get to go first. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, what what episode? Um, community. Yeah, this I I liked this episode. I I mean, as we've discussed, I think the Annie and Shirley stuff is so good. I think that's like a a plus kind of levels, is what I'm saying. But the rest of it, I is like C's and D's for me. 
the Pierce stuff and the British stuff. Not, I, I wasn't that big on it, but again, the Annie and Shirley stuff so good that it makes up for it. And I, I got to say, I really think Dean is MVP this episode. There's a couple more Dean moments. I just want to shout out uh, his his pepper spray and how he needs to maybe shop in a safer supermarket for a week without it. Um, how he doesn't notice that Abed is in the room a couple times until he talks and he's just shocked that Abed is there. Um, and his reaction to Annie spitting, he's just like, oh, Annie. And this line, finally, from the Dean, um, it, it's just a perfect line where he's saying to the class, this is the part of my job that I enjoy the least. The part where I inform you that last night someone murdered a partially clothed animal and threw a human corpse out a window. Uh, I'm giving this episode a B. <laughs> All right. <laughs> awesome. Al, what do you got? <laughs> uh, it's a B for me, too, and for similar reasons. It's an Annie and Shirley is A+. plus, Fantastic. Troy and Abed in the morning is classic totally deserves an a um the rest of it is just it's not quite as good and so for me this settles as a really fun enjoyable episode but not quite top tier so b hmm oh heather i'm giving it a b as well and i have exactly the same reasons as the two podcasters who went before me just i'm sorry i'm not that original that's but that's it's all how i feel Troy and Abed in the morning, fantastic, historic, and Annie and Shirley, really great watching them. Dean, I, I mean, oh my God, the way the way he was eating the popcorn, just mm-hmm. just munching that popcorn while Abed was doing his cop thing, made my husband and I just burst out laughing. Just there were several moments like that in this episode where it's just there's so much wild stuff going on. You just have to laugh out loud, even though there are some very not so strong parts. So that's why I just I got to give it a B. Well, as he is the only fan of April Fool's here, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. my opinion matters more than others. Incorrect. Um, yeah, I the way I kind of weigh episodes, I guess we, we all have kind of this inner measuring chart for like what what makes for certain grades for us and and what makes for a really good episode and there can be technically great episodes episodes that are just so well crafted i don't think this is a supremely well crafted episode although there is a lot as i said a lot of physical comedy and i love some good physical comedy i like the fact that it feels like a college movie that's kind of more innocent than most college movies and it's just it's having a lot of fun with it uh but the joke ratio is super high like they're throwing a lot of stuff at the screen and you know as with most stuff not all of it's going to land not all of it's going to be great but a high percentage of it is really good and there's some hysterical parts some very iconic lines and classic scenes and i'm going a i have to go a i've always loved Uh, this episode so even though it is not a perfect episode it is always one i very much enjoy coming back around to so, but I, you know, I, I see what you guys are saying. I'm just my opinion matters more. So, a counts as two. <laughs> you really don't have now, to say that. You can just say that you understand our point of view, but you're giving it an A. But no, you just yeah. insist on sticking that other part behind it that you're I'm right and he we're needs wrong. To make it a separate column for so rude this particular episode, so I can get two A's in. I'm forming a coup. Who's with me? 
Viva la resistance. Yes. I'm too scared. We. No, but like, <laughs> right, go for it. You you try to organize this ragtag group of uh, heroes. Oh, here. I've chosen poorly. Yeah. I think this may be, Justin. You're usually whenever you descent from us, it's usually because you're dropping the, a a grade lower than oh. yeah. the rest of us. This is an interesting role. Mm-hmm, so I know, not, right? I'm not going to be peer pressured into to lowering. I, I Who's trying to peer pressure you? No, no. Oh God. my goodness! Wow. <laughs> Nobody's I feel trying. attacked. Not I feel deliberate. personally attacked right now. I was now. just private messaging to... some money. Um, so, so <laughs> okay, I'll delete that. <laughs> yeah, if you go for a B, I'll give you uh, 50 Australian <laughs> buckaroos. Um, buckaroos. I don't know. What do you, dollar They're worth lots. Dollar oh dude. Worth it, what, like six bucks or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, no, no. Well, you know how it is when when you listen to what everybody else is rating, and sometimes it, it affects how you're going to change your mind. And I'm not, um, but that's okay. So this is a fun episode to talk about, and I'm glad we we got to cover it. And now we are in the last five episodes. We got five more of wow. season one. That is crazy. It is. We've been doing this for about a year now, right? Whoa. Yeah. Last April. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. When right? Birthday. Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. I, I, exactly. I think we started talking about it a year ago because we didn't start Maybe it until it was June. a little later. Oh, okay. Like July. But by the time we're done, it'll have been about a year. Yeah. Because we knew the hmm. first season was going to take us 50 weeks. Right. So that's that's pretty close, hmm. depending on how many plays Thomas was going to be in. So <laughs> um, anyways, so that's that's it for this. We've got uh, we've got five episodes left. Uh, there's some amazing ones. There's some, some other ones, not some other ones. Thank you, Al. There are some other ones. And those other ones might be even more fun to talk about. And we'll we'll just get into that. So I'm glad we're getting into more of our groove here uh, at Community Rewatching 101. Follow us on Twitter at 101 Rewatching. When I'm bored, I tweet out questions and people like to answer them. And we ask, like, who would win in a fight? Would it be Dean Pelton and a Dalmatian or Todd and his turtle? And some interesting responses to that or... Uh, yeah, how 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 do you rate the seasons? Like, it, what what's your order of best to worst seasons? And so we just like to keep some of the conversation going between the episodes here, and we want to you know give a, a nice friendly shout out to all of our fellow community podcasts. There's plenty of them out there. Uh, if you like this show and you listen to it, and it's just not enough because you have to wait every two weeks, just know there's a lot more out there. There's actually a whole group of us called the the communities, and um, there's you can you can check out a lot of other podcasts to kind of get some even more opinions. Uh, follow our movie review blog that we talked about earlier, and yes, I did find a whole list of all of our April Fool's pranks. Uh, yes. We had. We had one year where aliens took over the site. We had <laughs> mm. one year where I think I translated everything into Japanese. Yes, and back I into remember English, that one. Mm-hmm. And that was really weird. Yes. Uh, we did one where I think you kept clicking on links and another link and another link, and it kept apologizing and rerouting you. And you never <laughs> wow. quite got to the front That's page until like 10 links in. Yeah. <laughs> People put up with this stuff a little bit more, but you can, you can <laughs> mutant reviewers is still there at mutant reviewers com, And we've got all of our, uh, all of our reviews, including one of our April fool's years that we uh, reviewed Brazil, the movie. Do you guys remember the Brazil April yeah. fool's prank? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, the thing was, everybody kept kept getting on us why we hadn't reviewed Brazil. Like Brazil, come on, guys, you're a cult re- movie review site. You haven't done Brazil. Do Brazil. Do Brazil. Do Brazil. And finally, we said, okay, we will. And we, a whole bunch of us did Brazil. And I don't think we talked about the movie at all. We just did some random stream of consciousness. It was a complete troll. And we still, we actually have that up on the site. And I had to actually put a little disclaimer, like what you're about to read makes no sense, but just, you know, it, it was a joke. Uh, yeah. Follow us at mutantreviewersmovies.com. Check out Thomas's YouTube channel, Heather's. Uh, Twitch stream. She's an affiliate. That means she's cooler than the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, Well, we already knew that. All that's in the show notes. And yeah, tell some friends about the the show. And let's keep let's keep this party rolling as we finish out season one. And uh, we've got some we got some surprises at the end of the season. We're gonna have a really fun show or two at the end. So that's it for today's show. Anything else you guys want to say? I'm, I'm never going to leave you guys again. I, I've learned my lesson. I'm, I've apologized. I've, I've done everything I can. So I'm never. I don't know, leave. Thomas. You've heard us too much at this point. I don't. I don't. I'm afraid to trust you. Is all I'm saying. There are moments when the hurt's so deep that it's easier to just swim down, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, now that Thomas is going to cry himself to sleep tonight on his pillow, we can end the show. Mission accomplished. (laughs) Take care, y'all. Bye, everyone. Bye.